Hello, and welcome back to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of the creative process and how we're all trying to show up even when we don't feel ready. And today I am so excited to share this episode with you. I had the pleasure of talking with Liz Glazer, who is an incredible comedian, actress, writer. She um, is currently based in LA, although she is from New York and um, comes here frequently. So don't hesitate to book her on your New York shows. Um, I first met Liz after we both did a stand-up show and were riding the train together um, back to the city from Hoboken and immediately just fell in love with her and connected with her on so many levels. And one of them that we didn't even get to really talk about in the podcast is that she um, left her profession of being a lawyer and professor of law um, to pursue her creative dreams and impulses that she hadn't fully acknowledged or embraced before that. Um, so I just am so inspired by her story. Well, I'll, I kind of share a similar story with occupational therapy. So, you know, no brainer. I feel like, oh, we're so connected, but I think you're going to connect with her too. Um, I'm pretty sure of it. And if not, well, you can let me know. This is dumb, but I also promised I wasn't going to re-record this intro, so we're leaving it in. Um, anyways, there's not much more to say except that this is Liz Glazer, and I love her so much, and you will also, as I previously mentioned. Great. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode of Showing Up Messy. And it's like the old commercial for drugs. Do you remember that? Maybe you don't. Here's what it was. It was a commercial where there were like a, there was a guy and he put eggs on a frying pan. He was like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Do you know it? Yes, I do know okay, it. Okay, so I just had eggs. I'm not on drugs, but it is 420, which is a time that's about drugs. It's 420 p.m. I was Correct. thinking, I was like, is it oh, April? It's <laughs> Welcome to April. Welcome to April. It's yeah. August, it's which August. is an A month as well. Yeah, yeah. An A, like a grade. If you gave months a grade. I but also give. it starts with A. I get it. Yeah, an A month. <laughs> I, both this was I an would A month. <laughs> There's no B months. April probably is a little bit more, a little bit more of an A month than August. Yeah, it just is more yeah. pleasant physically. I think. Sure, I think right. I mean, in there LA, there are no B months though. Sorry, yeah, I just no, there aren't. No, that's no. fine. Um, or C months, or there are yes, D months. D months one. Yeah, right. And then, and like, I, I love December. I love Christmas. Oh, ca- I was, I was yeah. going to say there is a C month. I was going to, Capricorn, uh, not a month. <laughs> right, not a month. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, I love December. Last night I went to see a show that was this guy, um, his name is Kevin Smith Kirkwood. He's fantastic. And he does a Whitney drag character. And also he uh. sings and he's great. And he did a performance of Joy to the World that was uh like whatever it was like based on a time that Whitney Houston saying that I don't remember exactly when but it was like that's also part of the show is that he says like this was the performance at the 1999 Oscar you know whatever so he's saying joy to the world and then uh that made me miss Christmas and the D month December the D month I miss that D when your birthday is it is when my birthday is I was August is when my birthday is (gasps) wow what an A month your birthday is tomorrow that's true this is your birthday but I didn't mean to hijack the last sentence I didn't want to say the thing about December but you know what let's celebrate December because it's my birthday month and let's celebrate today because it's your birthday eve thanks yay it's uh i mean i'll be 39 which is like a pretty like non-event of a year i think it's a great i think it's a cool year because of how nine is the cube of three right i love nine um yeah i mean as you may know i perceive myself to be living inside of a television show that spans nine seasons and nine years between 2012 and 2021 which makes this season seven which, um, yes. you know, I'm, yeah. So anyway, but, uh, I'm but trying to the say the that people more. Listen, but people who are listening to this yeah. don't know that. So that's really good that yeah. you said that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And I've been like practicing saying it, but, um, I have a few. Because your life uh-huh. is like a pitch. I feel <laughs> like you're <laughs> yeah. it's like, let me just tell you that this right. is legitimately how I feel. And also I'm writing a yeah. 
like a, a season of or not a season nine yeah. seasons of television right. based on my life and right. this is real and you could purchase that you could pay me to do this but I'll do it anyways but I'll do it anyway yeah yeah, yeah. and um recently I had dinner with a friend who is like you know a friend who is has been in show business for basically his whole life and um I sometimes like I I get in a thing where like because I'm newer at stuff I attribute like imbue with meaning and put on a pedestal some people who have been doing it for a longer time and I'm trying not to do that but anyway it was a cool thing because we had dinner and I we had like a specific reason for having dinner related to writing stuff for the show about my life and it was like about something specific but then it turned into a general thing where he was like I would like to produce this show and it's cool yeah but it's also cool to like have a thing like that happen and to also be like that's cool also I get it and also like I don't need it to happen it's not like like I was happy but I wasn't like like on the moon you know what I mean like I felt very grounded and just like okay like yeah I, I understand I mean I recognize that I may not be for everybody but I also recognize that like what I'm doing I'm intensely committed to and if I like look at the stuff that I appreciate about other people and doing whatever their work is it is that intense commitment and you're right with like yeah like I I will do this show I mean I can't I don't know exactly what form it'll take but like the fact that this is the way that I think day to day is not in order to sell it or in order to impress anybody even though sometimes I get caught in that like I guess I should be trying to impress anyway am I impressive no like I absolutely have those thoughts but like in a moment such as this one where somebody I really admired was like giving me the A essentially right you know yes I was like even if it's a D I'm fine that's so good Liz thank that's you. so good thank you that means I think you're healed you like or graduated from for February f- yeah F for February yeah oh thank you yeah an F month yeah, yeah we didn't go through all the letters right F right well I think like that's where grades stop that's where grades end yeah. and months, the rest of the months begin. I guess it could be like a P, but there's no P month either, like if it's pass fail. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or incomplete I. Oh, yeah. No. no? Right. There's none of those. Uh, but wait, the other okay. thing I wanted to say. Wait, let's back. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I was going to just, let's I just want you celebrate. Can yeah. we? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think sure. we should really, like, by feeling that way genuinely, you know, mm-hmm. like that's sort of you know you've read the four agreements yeah. right and well actually I don't know that I've read the book but I know you about the you've agreements, agreed to them yeah you're like yeah. look I've made this signed it yeah 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 yeah. just <laughs> totally. tell me where to sign right. <laughs> yeah um well one of them that's great because I bet a lot of people listening have not read the four agreements either oh okay um they well, so it's <clears> don't <throat> assume do your personal best um yeah well and in a different yeah it's like don't don't make assumptions right um, be impeccable with your word, sure. which means don't speak against yourself. Uh-huh. Um, because when you do ah. that, you are actually speaking against um, everyone. Like you can't basically it's the concept that like you can't judge yourself exclusively by yeah. judging yourself. You're actually judging everyone. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that we broke it down and that you took that one that I didn't remember because I always think of that as like just be on time. But like, obviously, if oh, it, being impeccable with it, yeah, which is like, like turning your red <laughs> receipts on, which you do. I do. You're impeccable yeah. with your word. Oh, thank. I'm not. But like, I, I admire well, is your saying I'm not. Bold. Then is that being impeccable? Yeah. Not, no, that's not. Yeah. You right. You broke it. Oh, God. Um, it's OK because you're just doing your best. Personal. Which best, is number yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, OK. But so you were about it, about the four. Agreements. I'm about it. And the uh-huh. <laughs> that was a weird yeah. way of saying about it. But. Mm-hmm. I am about it. Um, you are. And also the one that we didn't mention yet is the one that you're doing, which is don't take anything personally. Oh. And yeah. that applies not only to criticism and, mm-hmm. you know, like if somebody, if you feel wronged by someone mm-hmm. and or judged by someone, it really has very little to do with you. It has more to do with them. Right. But in the same, um, in the same exact line of reasoning yeah if somebody admires you intensely it has more to do with them than it does with you but it's it's not to say like that that 
doesn't mean anything. It's just it shouldn't mean everything. Sure. That's super helpful. Um, And I think true. And one of the things that's been harder, maybe hardest for me, um, because I am like making a show about my life. And so sometimes like somebody will come back and be like, well, that's really dangerous. Right. Because like, you know, then like you're living your life for the purpose of a show. And it's interesting to me because that was very true in seasons four and five. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it's good that there's no video on me because I totally cracked a smile when I said that, which I'm like trying to not do. You're like, I am. Yeah. Well, it's, but it's okay to take yourself. No, I know. Yeah. 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 I mean like, yeah, no, it's like, I, there's like a a nice bet. Like you can be serious without taking yourself too seriously. Right. And yeah. And I, I suppose that's good and fine. I guess it's also right. Like, so in seasons four and five, you know, again, no spoilers, but these are, but like, Time is a fiction, so there aren't any Time spoilers. Time is a fiction. Yeah. Also, it'll spoilers be several years right. before we get there. Right, right. In TV and time. Yeah, that's true. But and also, I don't think that like giving away, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the case that like, um, like I heard actually recently that ev- if you have spoilers, you'll actually enjoy a thing that you watch more because yeah. then, um you are you still don't know how somebody got to that point and that's like the real thing that's entertaining rather than like the thing that happens I mean I I don't know I've never thought of that yeah I don't know the source other than like Brandon Scott Wolf on a plane and (laughs) because he's a person who I met three days ago on a plane um, he's a comedian in New York, right? Yeah. Well, oh, he's also in LA, but we oh, were coastal. Yeah. Um, like, we were seated next to each other on a plane, cool. my plane to here. Um, and know. he told me that. So I think that that's, I, I recently read something similar. Well, I read a yeah. book about, Oh, you should read this book. Huh. It's called happy money. Oh, cool. And it's about how spending money can make you happy. Like ways of spending money mm-hmm. can make you happier. Like experiences versus things. I mean, that's I imagine it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. more involved. Yeah. No, no. That's as simple as that's a fifth of the book. <laughs> and then <Right. laughs> there's also, um, like one, well, one thing that can increase your happiness in general is when you're when you're looking forward to something. Yeah. And so buying something now that you're going to enjoy months from now will actually bring you more happiness from that thing. So right. even if you tell mm. like your kid, because, you know, both of us have kids. Just yeah, kidding, yeah. we don't. Yeah. Um, hey but guys. one day <laughs> we're going to behave. behave. <laughs> hey, future. Uh-huh. Time is a construct. So yeah, um, totally. Oh, my God. What if our kids are listening to this one day? Because the That's Internet. Funny. That's right. funny. Yeah. They will because they'll be good friends. Yeah. And they'll be like, That's let's listen thing. to moms. Like, <laughs> right. Like how deep into your Googling do you have to be for you to Google your parents? M- me personally? Well, I mean, one, I guess. But sure. One. Oh, right. I well, mean, just because I feel like that's not necessarily at the top of the list of like interesting people to Google. Oh, yeah. No, no. I My parents aren't on the Internet. Right. But then we'll be on the Internet for our kids. And we so, will but be. But, like, even so, we're still going to be parents. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. Anyway. That's okay. true. Mm. Yeah. And, like, they'll they'll have so much other salacious stuff. They're not going to be like, I'm yeah. going to listen to mom's podcast right. about creativity. Right. Exactly. But yeah. maybe they will maybe if they I will. die tragically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to get to know her. You know what I, I mean? I really, really don't want you to die. I'm sorry. I just. No, I there's was, no reason to be sorry. I woke sorry. up last night being so afraid of. Not. Okay. I'm momentarily afraid of my own mortality. Like, sure. I envisioned right before I went to sleep. I just imagined my my stomach exploding guts. It was so intense. And then I woke up and was like, no, Katie, you should feel this. Like, Mm -hmm. feel what this feels like. Mm -hmm. I, like, wrote about it a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Why are we afraid of this is going to just. And then I'll go back into us having kids. But, um, like, why are we afraid of dying when actually dying is what's supposed to happen? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose there's, like, fear of the unknown, fear of, you know, one's own legacy, um, I mean, it's super taking it personally. You know, how can you not take death personally? Right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, exactly. Like, it's not even an option that right. I'm going to not die. Sure. So I'm like, why? Okay, this is very flippant. I didn't really think this through, but it was mm-hmm. very it was simple enough to be like, it's fine to be scared in this second because you just saw your guts explode out of you. Well, that seems scary. That was like a that scary idea. Scary. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like more of a just a feeling. Right. 
which was so weird. That doesn't happen to me often. But I was like, this is good to feel this. And then and then it like passed. I just listened to a really good Super Soul Sunday. I'm like, am I jacked up on kombucha? I think I am. I'm just keep talking. I mean, it's it's wonderful. I love feeling high on conversation. That's my favorite. That's also. Yeah. Because I got excited about this other thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, it was a Super Soul Sunday episode with panache is there a cool spiritual teacher named he's probably he's great it came yeah. out on august 3rd okay. so that's how you can find yeah. it um yeah. but it was so oh god i'm not gonna remember what what was so wonderful about it but mm. essentially oh you, no he, he was talking about emotions okay. and and feelings and the ways that humans experience emotions by stuffing them down creates density within us oh. and and it, well, this cute little thing he said, but it was actually so true. It's like emotions are m- in motion. Like they are emotions. Right. And they're meant to move through us. Huh. And so when we feel something, uh-huh. it's actually meant to be expressed. Like even if it's anger or sadness right. or joy. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes we even tamp down our own joy. Oh, I absolutely do that. I mean, you know, like in the moment that I received that like validation news whatever about potentially having someone who wants to produce the show there definitely was this like tamping tampering whatever like just dampening the um the intensity of that emotion because I was afraid of being as joyous as possible and I don't know I mean I don't know that I wish I would have done it differently like in some ways I think that you know, handling it with some ease was like helpful um, rather than like exploding and having like, you know, my head pop off to the yeah, sky kind of thing. Right. But I think that that the idea of like um, expressing some of the excitement probably is helpful. I guess, you know, I. Yeah, let's express some excitement. Yeah. I Are mean, you feeling I, I do feel excited. I, I guess I do feel like I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to mm-hmm. um, have like an, an unhealthy attachment to a person, um, especially if I was going to do it myself anyway. And I don't even know like what it would look like. Like there's a lot of stuff that comes up of just like, I guess it's cool, you know, and. Um, but it's more than that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but it's, I guess, like, like, there was one time uh, that I was having a conversation with a comedian here in New York, it's a few years ago, and we were riding the train home together from a show, this isn't you, (laughs) even though that's, like, how we (laughs) met, that would be so funny, Um, I'm super passive-aggressive, I'm about to tell a story that paints you in a very bad life, but just, like, (laughs) pretend it's not you and do it on your podcast now. Um, great. And anyway, so I was on the on the train with this comedian and then we were getting to know each other mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, well, what's like your ultimate goal? And I was like, um, I want to have a talk show. And then they, the comedian was like, oh, like everybody else. And it like really was like oh, this awful oh, my moment. God. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, never mind. You know, and I think that it's like, like actually not like everyone else. I would do it my way. And <laughs> that's what's different about it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, but I suppose like there is especially with like having a television show idea Um, even though I believe in the way that I've lived it and the commitment with which I've lived it, which like essentially is like, I mean, right. So I was saying before that I sometimes receive comments about like, oh, well, it's dangerous to like live your life as though it's a show. Uh, and there are two strands of that criticism. Mostly they're, they fall into like one of these two camps or both at the same time, just in case somebody like really feels like giving it to me. Um, one is, Mm well, that's really dangerous because you're going to do like all this crazy shit, you know, like taking all the drugs or making like bad choices and or whatever. Like, no, that was season six. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second is, well, that's like, how are you going to separate your, your life from your work? And, you know, I actually have like answers. Like, so the first answer is like, that's so it's seasons four and five that basically were like oh, the super drugs right. era. Um, and also like I have a monologue taped from that time 
in which I express frustration and anger at myself um, for living my life for the purpose of having material to talk about relating to my life. And so I love that I have that because it's like that does summarize that era of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like even though not everybody may have exactly the same ideas I have with respect to like living your life as though it's a show and having like defined start and end points and writing, every, you know, whatever, like my uh, that's that's just the thing that lodged itself inside of my head, you know, mm. um, and so. Not everybody has that, but I think a lot of people do have, especially now with like recording so many things and storying and Snapchatting and whatever, this idea of like narrating one's own life is like pretty popular and relatable. Oh, I think it's Um, like our experiences is how we learn about the human experience. Yeah, I think that's true. And like the idea, yeah, yeah, right. And and especially like nowadays that technology is as accessible as as it is, that there's that as like a way that people do it. Um, But also like as I learned about screenwriting more, which is like also a part of what I'd like to show in my show, I learned about like stuff that you know might be obvious like in the same way that psychology is like about obvious things it's just now you have a name for them right um Uh, in what way well just like the entire like science of psychology isn't like necessarily creating new paths it's explaining what exists in the brain already right and of course like with the intention you know like the happy money book for example I imagine derives principles from psychology in order to then create an awareness in the reader such that the reader can then make better choices for the rest of his or her own life or their own life um and so similarly with respect to the way that I see living inside of a television show it's oddly like two things. One allowed me to separate my experience from the experience that I want to share in a show because it's not the case that every day is an episode. And I think like, you know, in it, every day, it's almost like what would it feel like if you lived your life as though every moment could be special and could be, you know, yeah. a moment that it would be worthwhile to press record and to learn a lesson. And I already live that way. Like, mm. and so the mechanism of a show inside of my head, like makes sense. But what I was going to say about screenwriting is like, as I was learning more about it, there was like a principle um, of like, you never want to see a character regress. Like you don't, you never, like you always have to be building tension inside of an episode, inside of a season. Like there always has to be something that's like, you want to see this character you know, progress. And yes. and that doesn't mean that there aren't relapses. Of course there are, but there's got to be something new in the experience of whatever is happening in the show oh, in order to like yeah. have it continue to exist basically. And, you know, subject to, of course, like things cannot exist on the basis of ratings or money or whatever, but just in terms of story itself, that there's like that as a, you know, perhaps principle of, of storytelling in show format. And I've internalized that inside my own brain because I'm like, oh, well, that's a reason for me to continue progressing because at the very least, like, I don't, I don't want to make the same mistakes that I made in season four or five or, you know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. You're kind of accountable to the show. Yeah. Like not only like this is, I'm like listening to you like, yeah, this is so true. It's fine to make mistakes. just not the same mistake. Right. It's like, right. You know, like, because that's just not as fun. It's like, oh, we already learned this lesson or we learned Mm -hmm. this thing about life. Yeah. And, and similarly with respect to the element of like not making the show equal my life, um, because ultimately like one of the things that, you know, again, like this is as seasons have progressed, meaning as the years have gone on and Mm -hmm. I've been more conscious and aware, um, of this process inside my own head Mm -hmm. is that like, I want to have a private life. I, you know, like I'm actually like, I think pretty private, like in terms of my own internet presence and like, there's a lot that I don't share. Um, and, uh, and that used to be less true, I think. Um, Mm. and as I've gone on in terms of like my own years thinking I have a show inside of me, I've actually like in some ways shared less on stage. Um, not, not in the sense that I, I feel like I'm, I try and be as vulnerable as possible, but like in terms of like knowing at what point it's TMI, um, 
and I mean, I, I suppose like, you know, that's a thing that like growing as a performer just like naturally yields. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, there's like yeah. the difference between a story that you're telling right. and a story you're living. Like yeah. When yeah. you're living through something, it's not mm-hmm. ready yet. Right. And there's got to be like principles learned. Um, and, and, you know, for me, like, or it's like thing, how much distance mm-hmm. do you need from an event? Sorry, you were just, about yeah, to no, 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 no. I think that's, it's a good question. Like um, both the how distance. much distance do right. you need from it for, in order to even see it as like, oh, that was an episode, yeah. you know, like what's your turnaround time? Like, cause I'm sure sometimes yeah. you're in the middle of something and you're like, well, I see how this is going to resolve. I mean, I'm just right. thinking of myself. Like I love to get to the point of a life event where I'm like, okay, great. This is what I learned from this. This yeah. is how it fits together. And like, I can see. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm just curious, like, have yeah. you, have you with more distance from certain points of your life been like, oh, I thought this was going to be mm-hmm. how it was going to go. And then right. it's actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, an example. Uh, so in some ways, the answer to this one, um, I'll give away the answer before saying the the rest. Uh, in some ways, the answer is a year. And in some ways, the answer is no time at all. So mm. um, on June 1st of this year, I got mugged, as you know. Yes, but not but everybody not everyone at home knows. knows. Yeah. So I got mugged at gunpoint in L.A. on June 1st. And it was super traumatic. And um, the friend of mine, who's actually the same friend who said he wants to produce the show, mm. a day after was like, we got to write the episode. And so actually, like, writing the episode of that thing that happened, which I guess now is like, two months and a few days ago um and I haven't finished the episode but I've like written you know an outline and like basically like here's what I want to happen connected to the mugging which is very different from the pilot that I wrote like over a year ago that I had been working through um right and so in so anyway so like I started writing about the mugging I started talking about the mugging right away because it was super traumatic what I then realized and so this is where the answer becomes a year is that there was a connection between that mugging um and a thing that happened a year before so basically after the mugging um a few things happened and one of them was that I walked towards my building and my my neighbor who I don't know very well asked me if I wanted a cigarette and I said no Um, and later, maybe like a few days later, I realized that a year before on the same block that I was mugged, which, which I wasn't living on at the time, I was visiting my friend's apartment who I took over the apartment a year later. Um, but I quit smoking cigarettes in that apartment, but on the day before my last cigarette, and I knew it was that because I was reading a book which is a great book if anybody's looking to quit smoking, which is the easy way to quit smoking. And I would recommend doing it on listening to it rather than reading it and listening Mm. to the women's version because it's narrated by this woman who I think has to be a Helen Mirren impersonator because (laughs) like she, she tells you, she's like, when you see a smoker, don't envy them, pity them, pity them. Yeah. And it's (laughs) awesome. And so anyway, so like, um, I, I was going to have my last cigarette Uh, because the book like doesn't let you not like it it doesn't want you to quit until the end of the book and so anyway um so I was like the book's like you can keep doing it keep killing yourself well no it just like kind of yes but also like um it asks you to to like kind of assess the way that you're experiencing the cigarettes and so if you quit you like lose out on that aspect of the book okay um so anyway so at that time I had a I was sustaining a smoking habit on the basis of bumming alone and so I didn't own any cigarettes and a thing that this book says to you is that you never actually enjoy your cigarette that you're having you're always thinking about the next cigarette And Mm. so anyway, so I had on June 14th of 2017, I was going to meet up with a friend for a vegan dinner and then go to a sound bath. And I was like, if I don't get a cigarette now before all that happens, I'm just going to wait till tomorrow because like a cigarette is too unhealthy for these like very awesome activities. Right. 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 And so I walk around the block and it's LA and like my block is pretty deserted, which is how I would get mugged on it a year later. Uh But there was this woman who was opening up a pack of cigarettes and she was taking out a cigarette to light it. And then I said, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, can I bum a cigarette? And she was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. It's my last one. And I was like, Oh, and like for anyone listening, like that is a very atypical way of having a bumming a cigarette conversation go. Like usually people are just like, fuck off or, you know, 
whatever, like fine, I guess. But like this person was so sorry. Do you think it was, do you think she meant it was her last one? Well, I mean, she like, I'm also reading. Well, uh, I don't because then what happened was as I walked away, she says to her friend who she was with, she was like, oh, I need to get another pack. And it was this beautiful thing where I overheard the whole book in one person's experience, like the principle of the book. And so anyway, so she was just thinking about her next pack. She was just, yeah. As she's like, enjoy your last cigarette. Right. She wasn't enjoying it. And I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting. And I always think about it. And, um, and then like having the experience a whole year later of having this super traumatic thing happen to me and then being asked if I want a cigarette and being able to say no, like very surely, you know, was like really awesome. And so to me, the mugging, meant more because of its connection to the smoking. Interesting. And that's such a beautiful callback tie-in, like mm-hmm. just connection. Yeah. Thanks. And wow. And, you know, I was just, as you were talking, like one thing that really strikes me about your whole process and just mm. how you you are writing this and living it. And yeah. it's really a way of paying attention to your life. Right. That's exactly true. Thank you for getting that and reflecting that back because it is exactly true. (laughs) It is amazing because it's like whether or not, I mean, and I'm not saying whether or not you write this, you're living the way that everyone wants to live, which is in the present moment of like, I want to know, should I be recording this (laughs) or like, not should I be, but I am recording this. Right. Like every moment is a moment of your life. It's mm-hmm. not about like looking at the calendar and being like, Oh, I'm going to have an important day yeah. coming up when I, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's also like, I mean, it's a fun device that allows meaning to appear in moments. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes like I very preemptively worry about what, it, what happens after 2021. Like, you know, I mean, in some ways, like, I do really love what I do, like truly. And I I hate when people say online, like I love my job or that type of, I'm always like, you're lying, but, um, I might not be right. They might (laughs) not be. It's just, yeah. But like, I, I have that reaction sometimes when I see people saying that they love things a lot Mm. and I remember really not loving my job And a thing that I love about the current stuff that I do, which is like, so tell me what you mean by that. But by that, I mean, um, acting, writing, singing, doing stand up, talking to people in formats like this. Mm -hmm. Um, those are the things basically that I want to be doing, like practicing music, you know, practicing for any of those things, like any of that stuff I consider, um, the work and like, I, I remember having birthdays when if I were to get a day off from work, you know, being a lawyer, teaching, whatever, then that was like better. Whereas now when I was thinking like, what do I want to do for my birthday? Like the things that I have planned for my birthday tomorrow are going to acting class, seeing my parents for lunch, which I guess is like not work, but also good. Um, also (laughs) great. No, truly. So great. Yes. Um, having a voice lesson, exercising Mm. and, uh, seeing a show and all of those things are like definitely connected to work and also fun, Mm. you know? Um, and like the fact that like tonight I have a show and like Wednesday two shows, like all of that, I'm like, oh, that's work. And the payment that I get for, you know, doing work is hopefully more work. And that's awesome to feel that that's a good thing. And so all of that to say that like, even after the show ends Mm -hmm. at some point, I hope to be, I hope to like one, take the principle from the show itself, which is exactly what you were saying, which is like to engage, to be present in every moment of life so that it could be an episode, but really an episode is just, a moment that's experienced in its fullest capacity. Right. It's not like you're doing like, yeah. Do you feel like you're doing anything? Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like you, the way that you're talking about it, it sounds like 
you're not doing anything artificial or outside of yourself. I'm trying not to. to and, and definitely I think that that's been part of the process of the show itself is like recognizing. I mean, I used to think about like drugs, for example, that it's like, why wouldn't I do drugs? Drugs take an experience from like a four and make it a four million, you know, on a scale of one to amazing. I don't right. know. You know, and then I started recognizing that like, ultimately that's not the sort of awareness that I want. And I think like in terms of being able to fully express joy, I still have some where to go, you know, like to be able to really like celebrate. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes I think I'm afraid of that because I'm just like, well, I don't do anything anymore. What you do know? you mean? You're afraid of like celebrating I because think because you don't do what anymore. Oh, well, because I, you don't yeah, do drugs like, anymore. Right. And also it's like, I am not fully outside of an addiction mentality where like mm. celebrating to me, I, I think I still struggle with like knowing how to have fun because if the things that used to be fun are now my work, then what is fun? And also then the answer to that used to be, well, drugs or drinking or mm. smoking a cigarette or, you know, like eating a lot or something, you know, like, and I, I'm still working through the food stuff. That's like season seven and eight. I think we're here. We're going to yeah, work yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's great. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think I, I still struggle with that of like, how do I have celebratory experiences? Oh, that's such a good question. Thank you. That's such a great question. Like how, because it's about kind of redefining it maybe yeah. for yourself. Or yeah. Right. When do you feel the most joy? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> I mean, I think like I feel a lot of joy like when I am with friends, with family, with Karen, with my cats, with um, like when I have a really great set, when mm -hmm. I – make a connection between two stories um when let's see when I get the sense that like like I'm starting to come to a point where like outside validation is like nice but not dispositive you know like it doesn't mean that I will necessarily be happy and I think that's like exciting even though it's cool to have You're outside like, validation so it's more so because like so like the positive phrasing of that is that yeah. you feel internally validated like you feel well when I do intrinsic, yes. right when I do it's good like it's right. like you know in terms of stand up that I can understand I mean you get laughs but sometimes like I do stuff that like I'm like I don't know I'm not like judging my stand up based on how many times people laughed and if I'm aware of that then like I know it didn't go that well mm. but I guess like you know you could listen back or whatever but like I think um I think that you know what it is I feel joy when I have an experience that I felt prepared for like mm. I took the DMV writing like California driver's license test the written one yeah uh the day before I left town this past oh, trip good for you. thanks and I studied and mm. I passed and like it wasn't, you know, the hardest thing in the world. But like there was a moment that I was nervous about it because it's just like this would be so much more annoying if I didn't pass or whatever. Mm. But like the idea of just like, oh, I was so prepared that even though I was sort of nervous, it was fine because I studied. That I think is when I feel the best. When you show up prepared. Yeah. You, sh you show up fully and then you let yeah. it, whatever happens, happens. That's true, too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I have a question for okay. you. Okay. I'm because you said before that you're afraid to get your hopes up. Yeah. And th that's what you're kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Now. That's bit. true. Yeah. And I'm wondering what I'm just curious. Do you think there might be benefits of getting your hopes up? Um. Yeah. I do. Or like what could be the benefits of getting. Well, hopes up? right. I guess like in some ways, um, I I think that um like I do live with hopes high sometimes. I think it's just that they aren't high with respect to anybody but myself. Mm. And so like I moved to LA because I thought that would be a good idea for Liz to do in season 6. Mm. And I moved because of the hope of this show that doesn't exist except I guess that it does. 
And in that sense, that's pretty high hopes. But there's something about having high hopes that are pinned on another person. And so sometimes like I struggle with that with Karen, for example, because like I love her the most and Mm. I want to be with her forever. But I worry. I'm like, well, I've been in situations romantically that have, you know, ended badly. And like I want to be able to put all of my hopes on Karen, but I don't want to attach to a person again in ways that I have in my life. And I think like with respect to having outside help for producing this show that's in my mind, I have that same sort of struggle of just like, you know, Mm. does that make sense? That totally makes, I, I really relate to that. I think I have a lot of similar fears about fully and you know it's so funny because it's one of those things like because we can work through these things as much as possible but then at the end of the day it's like yeah but do you do you trust other people really like with your right you know and I think it's it's funny it's like to be fully in love or in trust with somebody Mm -hmm. can that even exist yeah when yeah when like I, I I guess yeah I don't know this is something I ask myself a lot because it's I think on the one hand I really truly believe mm-hmm. yes trust like I have nothing but by holding myself back I'm actually really hurting myself by mm-hmm. not just loving fully or you know what I'm not saying that you're not loving fully but, yeah, but yeah. by not being in full right acceptance or like fully believing right somebody else you know that like oh they they think that this thing is great or they think that I'm great or they whatever you know by rejecting some of that like it's it's just limiting my potential yeah yeah I think it's true I mean I'm always very open to improving at least until season nine (laughs) then I go back to you know just being completely static uh no I'm just kidding but um you have to keep improving for the show yeah well then also there's like I don't know if you were into the babysitters club um you're probably like a little too young for that but like they were very big when I was yeah oh well I read them oh but um they read the boxcar children oh okay did you read that no No. I didn't okay but anyway the babysitters club books um you know it was a series but then they would have these super specials that were like double the size Mm. and I feel like like it's kind of similar to like a sex in the city franchise in the sense that there are like the shows but then there are the movies um and I love the idea of like creating a nine series a nine season series of television but then having like super specials um that don't get bad after like the second one they don't get bad at all (laughs) no that's great (laughs) well because I mean the thing is that it's like I would love to like eliminate the idea of jumping the shark because like you know like when you're done with the season you're like okay cool I'm not gonna live intentionally anymore right like that is not the point no that's the opposite of the point right and I I understand that that after season nine you're just like the next thing is just going to present itself right and and hopefully it could be like bigger and better and whatever I mean so you you had asked me um and like this was offline, but you had said that you wanted to talk about um, the self-help calls that I'm doing yes. in the morning. Not that I'm running, but um, so I I do these like calls. Not that you're running. No, that right. Like I'm just on them um, oh, as a yes. participant. You're participating I mean. in yeah. these. Yeah. How, do, how does it work exactly? So, um, so Kyle Cease, who used to be a comedian and is now like a Tony Robbins-esque transformational person. Great. Um, I went to an event of his in LA and I had heard about him because like, you know, people in comedy actually who knew some of the stuff that I was interested in were were like, you might enjoy him. And then, uh, I went to this event. It was great. And then he had a thing that he offered to like 50 people. If you want to like hop on a phone call with him every morning at six and six thirty in the morning. Wow. And so it's like a zoom call, which is like FaceTime for a lot of people. And, um, a lot of the time I'm asleep or napping. And so like my face is not on the zoom video. It's like my cat's butt or the ceiling, like, cause my phone's just in the bed. While the, Are you the video sleep, call. You're sleeping during it. And you're like, Sometimes. I'll watch it later. Can you watch it well, later? Well, yeah, they, they do save. But also it's like, I, I feel like sometimes even if I'm 
it's not like sometimes I am entirely asleep, but like often I'm like sort of dozing. Yes. It and seeps I still, into those like yeah, deeper like layers. I, I of believe your that it like yes. right, it does that. But anyway, you know, uh, sometimes I'm awake also. But anyway, uh, the reason that I mention it is that um, one of the things that both on the calls, but then at the event that he's like into Kyle is, is like the idea of who do you have to become for the things in your life that you deem to be amazing to be normal, to like have a life where all these things are happening to you that you could have never imagined. But like, not only can you imagine them and live them for real, but also that they're normal. And so I'm thinking about this and Oh, that's such a great way to look at it. It it is. And the thing is that like in that moment of like, when my friend was like, I want to produce your show and your pilot, like that person was literally the first person who, when I saw him in a movie, I was like, that's a great actor. And then fast forward, that was probably in like 1995, fast forward, you know, 20 years or 23 years and we're friends and collaborators. And like, that's definitely a situation where it's like, this is normal in the sense that like, yeah, I I can appreciate the ways in which it's amazing, but it is also normal. It wasn't like like, you won the lottery and it just like, it was like, this was like gradual. Right. And, and I, I believe, I guess like in some ways I would like to improve on my ability to celebrate, especially, and to certainly not be afraid of celebrating and expressing joyfully, but also like there is a sense of like, yeah, it was exciting, but it was also like kind of normal in a way, you know, like it's like, it was almost, I mean, the exciting aspect of it in some ways was like, I had a really connected, nice dinner with my friend who I love. Like that ultimately was like more exciting than like, it's not like I went home and was like, I'm worthy. You know, like I, I had the thought enough to tell you in this moment that I didn't have the thought. Right. But I didn't have that as the prevailing experience. You're noticing a difference between how right. previous Liz and yeah. current Liz yeah. is experiencing yeah. this huge event. And it's and I love like what you're highlighting kind of is mm-hmm. sort of your change in perspective yeah. and your definition of success even. Right. Or like what your you know, like what your values are. Cause yeah. what your value is, is connecting with somebody really deeply. Right. Because ultimately and it's like, I, it's not like if somebody was like, Oh, Hey, you can make a ton of money and be famous and have your show on mm. television tomorrow. But here's this long list of ways that we want to change it. And the long list of ways that we want to change it includes a lot of stuff or even one thing that fundamentally changes who you are. I wouldn't want that or even fundamentally changes your idea. Well, yeah, I just, right. But yeah. I guess I mean, that's like, better said. Actually. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. I'm not. Didn't no, mean I to, think that, but that like, more accurately reflects what I mean. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, that's because that's not unlikely what would, would possibly happen if you took this to yeah, a network and they're sure. like, great. Yeah. I love this idea. We're going right. to write it. Cause right. we know your life <laughs> or like, yeah. and it's like, no, you don't know my life and yeah. you can't write and it. It's not yourself. to say that I wouldn't want to be a part of somebody else's project that wasn't my own vision that's fine. That's great. Like I, I love acting. I will act under any circumstances pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, you know, I don't want to do porn, but like, you know, I, I understand the value of acting in my life. I understand in- the value of porn, which is great. We could go into <laughs> yeah. that, but no, well, just- no, I don't mean it yeah, with no. any judgment to porn. It's just like not the kind of thing that I would like to do. But right. No one's judging you for not wanting to oh, do it. Thank God. Um, um, but no one's judging anyone for wanting to do it. Yeah. We're, we're right, just really right. non-judgmental here. Yeah. I just, um, but, but anyway, like you, you will act under. Yeah. I want to because act. that's in line with your other value of loving yeah. acting. Yeah, exactly. Which is separate from this vision of creating the show. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, And I think it's also like, you know, I think you're right in terms of creating kind of a a model of living through Mm -hmm. this experience of believing myself to have lived a show. Right. I mean, it's I love I think that and I don't think you're alone. Right. In seeing things this way and actually by being so explicit like Uh this is a very like it sounds 
you know, like for you, it's like, I don't know. It sounds like you could find this on the DSM somewhere. Like, I think my life's a TV show, right. you know, right. but like actually though, people mm-hmm. have this experience probably. And that don't maybe articulate it to other people, yeah. you know, where you kind of see, like m- I myself feel very like much, I really relate to wanting to track my life. I mean, people yeah. write memoirs all the time. I feel right. like this is not a weird, it's not really a weird yeah. thing, Yeah. but like, it's cool that this is how you actually see life. And it's mm-hmm. also actually what you want to do. Right. And I think that like, there was an earlier time in my life when like the fact that I can also see it as like part of, you know, a DSM diagnosis was a deterrent in terms of telling people. And I still have that experience. Like sometimes when people right, ask you me, just told me no, wh- I know the way that you introduced it was like, these are two of my biggest criticisms and I'm going to defend them right here. And I'm like, okay, ah. that's fine. Yeah. We can take as much time to do that. But like, no, I, you know, it's right. funny. Like, right. Like that. That's just how you're used to talking about it. Yeah. Even. Well, and, and yeah, I wonder how much, like at what point, I really won't care because like, you know, I was, I was at a storytelling show and I heard a person have an experience. Like she was basically talking about her former self that was like in a kind of manic way, you Mm. know? And, and I don't remember all the details of the story, but it was basically like, here's how I was. And it was pretty crazy. And I thought that I was living inside of a television show and like, you know, I was the Truman show and, and whatever, whatever. And then I got regular again, kind of arc. Mm. And there is a part of me sometimes that's like, oh shit, I perceive that to be true. I guess like the differences are that like, I don't perceive there are literally cameras that are capturing this moment right now. It doesn't elevate to this like, you know, paranoia. Like it's not that it's very much like kind of a sober existence of like, um, I want to create a thing. I'm going to document my life in private so that I can figure out. And by that, I mean like, you know, writing about it, sometimes taking video that I review by myself, my stand up in certain moments is like, you know, a reflection of what's happening at the time. Um, and I, I try to build sets that are independent of like, I want to just talk about this day. I used to do that where it's like, I believe myself to be living inside of a television show. So if that's true, then on this day, this is what I want to do on stage. And it wasn't necessarily a sustainable model for stand up. Um, Mm. But sometimes it was great, you know, like for our show a year ago, like I think I was still in that mindset mostly. And, you know, I don't mean to like judge the performance of it, but like, I liked the fact that I was open to like, you know, auctioning off my weed or whatever and that was yeah it was that wasn't just like an arbitrary day you were like today's the day I give away my weed yeah it was like you should structure a set around that like if you're having that day and you're not talking about it on stage you're I don't think right like that you're not gonna do as well (laughs) yeah well there is the whole like take Nataro like I'm gonna break stand up right now because all this stuff is happening right now and then have this like revolution of a set Right. Like referencing live, but like, Mm. you know, not every day is that. Well, and that kind of brings up an interesting question Mm -hmm. of like the place from which you create even. Yeah. You know, so there's this in the moment. Like I think about this all the time because it's all it's similar to what um, I I enjoy the moments of stand-up where I feel very connected and in the moment Mm -hmm. and so it's easy to think I just don't like preparing and this goes back to preparing no I actually love preparing and then letting it get derailed if in the moment it's meant to be derailed but I don't like going it's not as fun to go up without a plan but what I'm but what I'm saying in relation to this is Mm -hmm. like there are moments and also even in relation to what you were saying before with your writing your your pilot and then mm-hmm. also the episode where you were mugged right. so I I'm curious about like I feel I sense that the episode when you were mugged flowed probably in a different way than writing your pilot flowed yeah well so that's true and basically what the experience was was like I got mugged and I was also in the middle of reworking a pilot that was set in 2012 which is the beginning of the show right right? and 
then, so it was the case that during the time I got mugged, I was in the middle of rewriting this pilot. Mm -hmm. Then I got mugged and I just started writing that episode um, because it was so in my brain all the time. And also my friend was like, let's write that episode. And then I started thinking, oh, maybe this is the pilot. Maybe the show doesn't go in chronological order, which was also a thought that I had had like a while ago about the show is that like, yes, I do see it as nine seasons, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that it goes like season one, episode one to season nine, episode nine in order, Mm. but perhaps like shuffling it around, um, maybe being explicit about that, maybe being slightly less explicit about that open question. I don't know, Mm. but what, at least at this point, having the pilot set at the mugging, which is in season seven might do is it might allow Liz, the character to have the um, experience of writing the pilot in the pilot. Whoa. Which is inception of pilot writing. And, and the reason it's not like meta for meta's sake, but instead, because if I set the pilot in 2012 one of the things that's true about myself in 2012 that I don't know if it's like reworkable in fictionalizing is that I wasn't aware of the show in 2012 whereas Mm. I started to become aware of the show in 2014. So then you almost have this like omniscient narrator built in that comes from season seven. Which exactly right and also relates back to Uh, my favorite show of all time, which was The Wonder Years. And the reason that that was my favorite show Mm. of all time, I don't know how familiar or not you are with it. Yeah. Very? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I saw The Wonder Years, I was like, holy shit. That's your whole brain makes sense. Oh my God. But I took it in, I think, in a slightly different way from the way that it might have been intended. And by that, I mean, so The Wonder Years features Daniel Stern as the omniscient narrator who is older, Kevin Arnold, and then Fred Savage doing much of his acting, not all of it, but much of it, reacting in a funny way and in a poignant way to the older version of himself having a thought that the younger version allegedly did according to the older version that is Daniel Stern. Understood? Yes. Whereas I took that oh, in, and yeah. there are many ways that one could, as, yeah. a, as a consumer, as a viewer, take that in. But in my mind, I was like, oh, cool. This feels like me because my literal first memory of ever was sitting in my parents' apartment in Fort Lee, New Jersey, looking out of the terrace to the parking lot of the motel that was next door to our building in Fort Lee, New Jersey. And my mother, looking at me being pensive, was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, mommy, one day, today will be a long time ago. And that's my literal first memory, which is exactly the point of view that I want to demonstrate in this show, namely living your life for the present moment, but in the present moment being aware that one day it will be a long time ago. And so when I saw that episode of The Wonder Mm. Years, like presumably the first, I was like, oh, cool. Him too, referring to to Fred Savage. Incidentally, Mm. after the mugging, I had a meeting with an agent who I owed pages to basically yes of the pilot and I showed up to the meeting without the pages and whatever right it was fine we still have an ongoing relationship he wasn't like disappointed or anything but what also happened at that meeting was Fred Savage came into the place and like knew the guy knew the agent wait that is insane it's awesome and like I, I would love and hope for Fred Savage to be able to like play himself in the pilot you know Yes, as exactly as that person, right. But like, you know, who knows? Who knows? And yeah. what a nice nod to the Wonder Years. Just like, hey. That's how I mean it. Yeah, it's a, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they talked about Daniel Stern. No way. Yeah. Well, apparently he's like sculpting somewhere. Like cool. he totally went off the grid and... That sounds I, like I mean, I don't know that to be fact, but it seemed but that fact-ish. Seems, it seems like the kind of fact yeah. that... I don't know anybody who would know better. We cannot take any authority. The right. internet would lie to us because he's, he's really off the grid. Yeah. 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 I think this is really mm-hmm. cool insider knowledge and I'm happy we're spreading it. Yeah. 
to sorry, all of our Daniel Stern. Uh, sorry, Daniel Stern. <laughs> and if you're listening, please contact Liz Glazer because uh-huh. you have a part. Well, Fred Savage oh, yeah. does, but yeah. you can have one too. No, he well, they mentioned him sculpting, so that's a pretty easy cutaway. We need a cutaway to yeah. you sculpting mm-hmm. in the. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. love. It. I can't wait to watch this. Oh, okay. thanks. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's great. Um, oh, I'm so sad that we should say goodbye. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it was a great episode. And by that, I mean, not only today, but also this episode. This episode of your yeah. life. It's so, I'm ha- honored yeah. to be a part of your life. I am honored that I was able to be here with you. And thank you for having me. It's, I love everything you do. I love everything you do. Thanks. And I believe in you and your vision. And yes, I believe in you and your vision. Thank you. How n- Did we just have a nice connected experience? I think so. Okay. Ah! That's our favorite. You at me. I did. No, um, they didn't okay. know until you said it. Well, yeah, that's why I said it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on showing us. Sh- thank you, Katie. Dang it, I messed up the end. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how you do it every time? No, I just, I oh, always say bye way. in an awkward way. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, I messed up the end. Yeah. Oh, I should always mess up the end. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then you got to mess it up in different ways because you can't mess it up the same way because then it's not messing it up. And this is the only episode this will ever work on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it could could. I mean, you could prepare and then it would be different. I could prepare. Right. And it would be different. We're going to think on that. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Yep. On showing up messy. I messed up again. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>